Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Bev Durgan, Dean of University of Minnesota Extension. Dean Durgan, let's begin by having you talk about the relationships that Extension has with commodity groups across the state. And obviously, we're visiting on behalf of Minnesota Corn today. But before we talk about that specific relationship, let's just speak generally to the importance of having those relationships between Extension and commodity groups. Yes, and thanks, Mark. It is very important. And one is because our commodity groups have lots of members throughout the state, and they're able to get input from their members about the type of programming that extension should be doing. So we have worked very closely with our commodity groups this year around the drought and uh, how farmers are responding to the the drought, and especially with our animal producers and the situation with grazing and uh, pastures and also hay through the winter. So working hand-in-hand with those commodity groups, we can um, be able to reach more people, provide that research-based education. And then, of course, we also work together and the commodity groups provide funding for us. And so to programs that are important to them, important to us, and then we can deliver those programs with some additional funding from them. Well, let's use that as a jumping off point then for the Minnesota corn growers and some of the funding that they've provided and and where that money is going. Yes, so the Minnesota corn growers have been very generous in supporting extension programs throughout the state. They currently are helping to fund an extension educator position working on water quality. They've also been very generous in supporting our 4-H programs. And for example, a few years ago, they helped fund a uh, agronomy program for 4-Hers to update our curriculum. And because of that initial funding from the corn growers, that 4-H has now just received a $750,000 federal grant to work on agricultural and science programming in 4-H. So giving, you know, providing uh, 4-H with that amount of money, we have leveraged that into federal dollars that are coming back to Minnesota uh, for our 4-H program. So it really is one of those things where we can leverage that money and bring additional money into the state to help support our programs. I certainly don't want to speak on your behalf, but but I have to believe that you see that as a as a great win-win both for the university and for Minnesota corn growers and their farmer members because you have young people that might pursue a career in agronomy and they want to get their education at the university and then they go into the career field and they're impacting those farmers maybe on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. The commodity groups and the corn growers included are very much aware of the uh, workforce issues, where our next scientists, researchers coming from, and also opportunities to bring more people back to rural Minnesota. I think some people uh, feel that the commodity groups just want to fund production. You know, let's produce more corn, let's produce more soybeans, and that is not the case. Our commodity groups are very much concerned and support rural communities, are concerned about what's happening in rural communities, and so is extension. And so we can work together to build that capacity in rural communities, make sure that we can keep people in rural areas, and they're willing to put funding into that also. Dean Durgan, you mentioned water quality. Give us an idea 
of what types of, of projects and, and studies are, are happening with extension and more broadly how maybe the the corn growers or some farmers in the state have have partnered together I'm, I'm thinking about the innovation grant program through the corn growers which uh, a lot of that has to do with water quality but from an extension perspective what's happening yes so the position that the corn growers are funding is a position that that has helped develop the nitrogen smart program and that is about um, being able to apply nitrogen correctly at the right amount in the right time in Minnesota. We know nitrogen is a major issue um, in water quality in the state, and so being able to use it well and when we need to in agriculture um, is one of those programs. Also, the corn growers have been very supportive of our work with manure and manure management. So just being able to manage uh, the nutrients that are needed in the uh, farming practices to make sure we're using them correctly. But they've also have funded programs across the production spectrum. They've been very uh, supportive of, you know, uh, pest management in corn and being able to, again, make sure that corn is, you know, is produced in the best way possible and environmentally sound in the state. And one other program that they are uh, funding is one that is really catching on in Minnesota and we're very happy about is cover crops. So if you, you know, travel throughout the state now, you're seeing more cover crops planted and again, a way to keep the soil there, manage nutrients, and all of that is great for the water quality issues we have in Minnesota. With the drought this year, and this doesn't have to be connected back to Minnesota corn, but just from an extension perspective, farmers dealing with drought, the impact on both crops and livestock, uh, I, I guess a silver lining might be some learning opportunities, some research that will come from this. What are you hearing through uh, the extension staff on drought? Yes, so, you know, the issue around drought is, as you know, is that it affects everybody differently. And so there are some parts of the state that actually had adequate rainfall this year and other parts of the state didn't. And so, again, we're learning that you really need to adapt and that type of adaptation that you need to need in the state is not the same depending on where you are. But, you know, we have, we've learned, and I think things that you always learn is about, you know, um, water conservation, uh, how do you manage pastures and grazing better for livestock, how do you think about alternative forages for feeding livestock. And I think all of those are are what we've learned we're going to have to continue to learn as um, we're seeing the impact of climate change. We know that we're going to see this big fluctua uh, fluctuation in climate, rainfall, uh, you know, heat, so we're going to have to continue to learn, and I, with learning with our commodity organizations in the state, reaching those growers, really thinking about their need is, I think it's going to continue to be very important in the state. Well, I've been spoiled by your extension people through the years, uh, extension educators on crops. Uh, you have agronomists that specialize in specific crops, uh, economists, and uh, just a wealth of information there. And, and I'm thinking about the next growing season, even though the current growing season isn't completely finished yet, but a lot of farmers are talking about not just the higher commodity prices, but it's going to cost more to grow the crop next year. And, and I'm sure your extension staff is, is on top of that. Yes, you know, as we've been seeing that energy prices are rising and the cost of fertilizer is um, projected to be 30% higher next growing season. So 
our, you know, soil uh, fertility specialists are talking about, again, you know, soil testing, only use what you need, applying it at the right time. And, you know, when it comes to these higher production costs, everything matters. So, you know, making sure that you're getting the right seed and also um, just really kind of looking, using some of the tools that we developed in precision agriculture and some of those fields that were pretty drought toler- drought stressed last year, maybe thinking about a different crop, looking at something else. And so all of those things, extension is um, getting information out, working with commodity groups to do it. And um, as you know, it, this is always... Um, a time when farmers are trying to make decisions for next year while wrapping up this year. It's a busy time for all of them. Dean Durgan, anything else on the corn growers or on extension that you want to make sure we highlight today? No, I just uh, want to thank, again, the corn growers and the rest of the commodity ag commodity groups for supporting of extension. Also uh, thanking them not only for their financial support, but also want to thank many of the members of the commodity groups throughout the state, including Minnesota Corn, for all they do, uh, not just monetary, but just their time. Many of their members uh, volunteer with us with 4-H. They're on our uh, extension committees in each county, and they are very willing to give their time, again, to support extension, but ultimately to support the communities that they live in. And we have the same objective, is we want our communities to be strong. We want to make sure that uh, we bring uh, people back to rural Minnesota. And so with that, you know, Minnesota Corn is a great partner with us as we have a lot of the same goals and mission of our organization. To learn more about the cooperation between the Minnesota Corn Growers and University of Minnesota Extension, go to mncorn.org.